And good morning to everyone in Southeast Louisiana. It is play-by-play coming to you live here on this Thursday. Casey Jiskler here with Coach Brian Colley. We hope everybody is enjoying the start to their day. We've got a fun show coming your way. Uh, and we've got actually a call-in guest that will be joining us a little later in the show that we've never had on the show before. Oh, so I'm boy. looking forward to that. That would be one Mr. Dylan Anderson, his team, the HL Bourgeois Girls basketball team, Got a huge win yesterday. They took care of business. Big old 20-point district win against East St. John. And as soon as I left the gym last night, I said, you know what? We got to get Dylan Anderson on the line today. So we'll have him on to talk about the improvement that the Lady Braves have made out on the reservation and getting a big old win over East St. John last night. Then at 12.15, we're going to have um, Stan Gravoff for our Terrebonne General Thursday. We'll talk with Stan about the Hall of Fame inductees in the Bayou Region Athletic Hall of Fame. We'll also ask Stan about, my God, uh, what a 24 hours it's been. Pete Carroll, Ixnay, Nick Saban retire, Bill Belichick, Ixnay. Like, some of the greatest coaches in the history of the sport are no longer, while Dennis Allen stays in his position with the New Orleans Saints, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, we'll talk about Head some scratch. things that maybe Alabama could potentially um, look for in their next head coach uh, because they have said that they're going to try to move quickly. Um, they're going to try to move within the next 48 hours or so. Uh, Dan Lanning of Oregon has already said he is going to be returning to the Ducks. Um, they're interested in Lane Kiffin and others and We'll see. Uh, we'll see how this goes. We'll certainly talk about that a little bit later in the show. And I'll get yeah, my thoughts on this as well. Yeah, congratulations, LSU fans. Oh, no, I'm not one of some those. Of act, some of them acting like they won a national championship. Yeah, I'm not one of those. I saw a radio host you know, yesterday in his studio cutting cartwheels. And, yeah, no, I'm an adult. I'm not going to act like that, I promise you. I mean, that, that look, uh, is what it is. Celebrate what this man has done for college football. Oh, and that, that's exactly what I intend to do in the in the the second hour, the lunchtime hour of the show, no doubt. Um, local scoreboard today, and then we'll reiterate something that we said yesterday. But it, it needs to keep being said because I think it's it's really profound, and I think it's a really good thing. But local scoreboard yesterday. Uh, we start off with the game that we broadcast here. It was our game of the week. Edie White gets a 51-18 win over Country Day. The Cardinals never struggled. They rolled early, often, and um, got a big lead, pushed it into running time. Caroline Adams did what Caroline Adams does. But, the, I mean, the, the key to the game for Edie White was uh, Johnson and Zarang and Cortez and the, the role players, to me, played much better against Country Day than they did a couple nights ago against South Lafouche when we saw them last. When they get that full support system going, that's the team that's number five in the state in Division Two select. They did it last night, beating a Country Day team that, frankly, they should have beat. They're much more older, much more experienced. Country Day is playing a lot of seventh and eighth graders or whatever. They're going to be good in the next couple of years. But E.D. White takes care of their home floor, gets an easy win, and Coach Sinat called it on our radio interview after the game. Their best that they had played all season. That's a good one for the Cardinals putting a whooping on Country Day last night. Yeah, and look, fundamental-wise, they were on. They were on. Uh, we spoke after the game with Coach Sinat and uh, his post players. Just I'm, Again, I'm so impressed with they catch the ball high, they keep the ball high, and they're very quick to put back these uh, offensive rebounds. And uh, Caroline Adams, uh, Zarang, 
had probably her best shooter night of, of the season. And uh, is it Cortez on the inside? Also, Johnson. I my like goodness. Kylie Johnson. Keep, man. She's a good player. <laughs> whew, don't forget that name. She is a player. Only a freshman. She's going to do some great things at E.D. White. Yeah, no doubt. So they get a big win over Country Day, 51-18 to 18 last night, taking care of business. Now, you and I uh, hopped across the fence, and we went over to Terrebonne Parish after the uh, E.D. White game, and there was a doubleheader there last night. And we're going to have Coach Dylan Anderson on to talk about this in just a second. H.L. Bourgeois was an underdog coming into this matchup with East St. John, but, boy, they sure did not play like it. They made blue boot bomb after blue boot bomb, making three after three after three, shot the heck out of the ball. They get a 61-41 win over East St. John, defend their home floor on the reservation. And just for perspective to show how – and I'm not going to say it was a huge surprise or anything like that, but just for perspective, E.D. White beat H.L. Bourgeois decisively. E.D. White lost to East St. John. So it just goes to show the Bourgeois Braves to get a 20-point win against that district opponent. That's great work from Coach Anderson and his team and the uh, the Braves. Uh, make a statement, man. Put a, put a strong showing together and make a statement last night. That was a great win for them. Yeah, and do it on your home court. It's a, a great win for them. Now they got to keep it rolling. They got to build off of this big win. Boys basketball scoreboard. Uh, look, I'll be honest. We didn't watch much of the girls' game. We were showing up right at the tip of the boys' game. HL Bourgeois gets a 67-58 to win over East St. John. Chris Coleman scored 26 points in the win. The Braves really, frankly, led pretty much the whole game. They got up early, and it felt like the whole game they were up by like 8 to 12 points. East St. John would make a little run, cut it to 5 or 6, then Bourgeois would separate it back. They were in control throughout. Coach Cayouette said after the game, hey, man, like I really didn't think that we played our best, just you know, did enough and, and did what we had to do to get by. Chris Coleman, a very quiet 26 points, but that's just the type of player that he is. Bourgeois is one of the best teams in Division One non-select. Their power rating score continues to go up and up and up. They're 3-0 and in our local district. They got some big ones coming up, but last night they won a big one against a quality opponent. Great win for Coach Cayouette and his staff last night. You know, I was impressed with Bourgeois. Every time East St. John made a little run, cut it to about five or six points, the Braves would come back, hit a big three-pointer, yep. or get an and one or something. They always, always responded and that allowed them at the end to extend that lead a little bit. But uh, I'm sure Coach Coyote is not too happy with the play of his, uh, his defense inside the paint. They, were, uh, yeah. they gave up a lot of, lot of layups, easy opportunities. He said uh, exactly that after the game, actually. He said interior defense wasn't very good, and he said he did not like the way they rebounded the basketball, and those will be two things they'll be working on going forward. In boys basketball action, Central of Baton Rouge wallops Assumption 68-29. to A rough season for Assumption continues. Just when you think that they were kind of building some steam, they had lost a 10-point game to a pretty good Donaldsonville team. Central puts it on them by uh, 39 last night. Uh, so Assumption remains winless on the season. Yeah, in that game, Casey uh, kind of were told where uh, Assumption may be getting a couple of kids back. I wonder if they got them back because – they did what against Donaldsonville, close game. Yeah, that wasn't but close o- last night. But only scoring what twenty nine. Yeah, we'll see. And oh. in fact, I, I I may see Gill tonight. I know he's good buddies with Justin Payne. I got the Nichols game tonight. I'll certainly ask him for an update. 
Homa Christian School got his 68-62 win over South Terrebonne, getting a non-district victory over a Class 4A opponent. Um, that'll build some momentum for them. They'll get some extra power points for playing up. Coach Jones and his team have battled some injuries. They've battled a little bit of roster attrition. But anytime you could beat a 4A school, that's a good one for them. So kudos to Coach Jones and his team for getting a win over the Gators last night. Yeah, and now ooh, they're going to have to step up uh, tomorrow night. They're hosting the Tarpons. And uh, I think, man, just that injury for the uh, home of Christian Warriors, that, that, that's going to hurt them. But, look, Coach Jones will have his team ready to go. And uh, if they show up ready to play like they did in a few games, uh, it's going to be a good game tomorrow night. So a couple of little pieces of housekeeping here. The first one um, is something, again, that we talked about yesterday, but I'm going to reiterate it again today. We are at Bourgeois last night. And I'm making my rounds from the baseline to behind the East St. John bench to behind the bourgeois bench because I was, you know, coming and chatting with you. And then I was going to be a teammate for, you know, my colleague out on the other side and just roaming the gym. The one thing that I noticed was, again, and we talked about this yesterday, who was there? Nickel State University was there. Yes, sir. Who was Nickel State University talking to? Well, they were talking to um, Jordan Matthews of Vanderbilt Catholic and some of the better players in our area. And I know it's going to sound like a broken record because we did this segment yesterday, but it, it needs to be repeated and repeated and repeated because after about 10 years of not doing it this way, they're doing it the right way again. It's so damn refreshing to see our local Division One university have a presence at the high school scene, knowing who the kids are, building those relationships. Look, I don't know if any of those kids are going to even end up going to Nichols, but just the fact that that relationship is being built, it's an awesome thing to see, man. Kudos to them. They're doing it the right way, and they're finally restoring some of that local pride again. It, it was awesome to see them out there watching some very talented kids on Bourgeois and East St. John. And then also mingling and rubbing elbows with some of the great players in the area who were just watching the game as fans. Yeah, and that's what I was going to get at. You had two guys from a, a local high school that went up to uh, was it a, a coach Claymont? Yep. That that was there and just talking to him. And he was talking to them. And you know what, Nichols, you may not get the one you want, but you may get his teammate. Yep. So and and it's a local kid. So that is outstanding what, what they're doing, getting into the gym and, and, and being noticed, and that's going to help everyone. It's going to help these young student athletes. It's going to help Nichols. It's going to help attendance. You name it. it it's a win-win for everyone involved, and I'm so glad to see that they are in gyms looking at our local athletes. Yeah, no doubt, man. Very well said. And then the last thing that we're going to say before we get to Dylan Anderson is a little bit of a call to action. Um, we did our game of the week last night, and we were super honored and super uh, blessed to be at E.D. White and uh, watching the Cardinals really put a hurt on country. They played extremely well. We have plans in the coming weeks to do some middle school basketball. But, man, y'all, we need your help, man. Uh, the, what we're doing is predicated on – advertising revenue and sponsorship revenue and uh you know it, it, it costs things to put on these events so if you guys are about what we're doing and are about you know us bringing these games to the community help us out man you could elaborate a little bit more on this you're part of the sales side of things uh what do they got to do to try to get involved and try to be part of our team for the rest of the basketball season yeah you know we we trying to uh to reach out and promote our local schools and local athletes 
Um, and uh, j- just don't, I know uh, print media, Casey, you're doing your part, a great job of uh, promoting. And just let's not forget the radio uh, part of it where we can we go out and promote these uh, young men and women. And uh, I think people enjoy to see us out there. They see us out there doing these games. We're trying to expand and, and even cover middle school action. But like you just mentioned, uh, it, it does, it, it takes money. You know, Truck has been doing this for years, providing a service to the community. And when it's on like ESPN radio, he's got to get in touch with ESPN because they have programming to work things out where, so it, it's all money involved. And yeah, we, we do need the public's help in if they want us to continue doing this. And I know uh, a lot of coaches, and uh, you can like it or not like it, what we're, what we're talking about, but uh, y'all listen to uh, the, the show or the podcast. And yeah. uh, if, if you can help us, just get in touch with me and give us some names where we can uh, get these people to help so we can continue bringing these games out uh, to the public. And uh, they can call the business line. It's 798-7792. Talk to Andrea or Christy, and they'll uh, get uh, put me in touch with you, or you can call me and um, call Casey. He'll get it to me, whatever. For sure. Either way, but um, again, it's – we want to continue doing this, and it, uh, honestly, uh, it may be uh, in jeopardy of uh, of us not being able to do this any longer. Yeah, uh, it's very well said, and hopefully we could uh, scrounge up some support, and I, I think that we will. I, I think a lot of folks just don't understand the business of what we do, and uh, hopefully we could get that rectified very quickly before we go to Dylan Anderson. want to give a shout-out to a friend of mine. Um Coach Kiana Cheney, she is a former LSU great player, went to LSU when I was at LSU and covered the team, and, and we still stay in touch today. They yesterday got a win on the girls' basketball side over previously undefeated Lafayette Christian last night. That's a great win, 53-48. to 48. So kudos to Coach Cheney and Southern Lab getting a win over maybe the best team in the state in any classification. Let's catch a break. When we get back, Coach Dylan Anderson will be on the line. His Bourgeois Braves got a big old win against East St. John, trying to build some momentum and get into the playoff hunt. It's play-by-play. We'll be right back after this. It's Mardi Gras time, and Joe Septic Contractors would like to let everyone know that there is still time to call in your orders for portable toilets and hand wash stations. You can order two, three, six, ten, and eighteen stall restroom trailers from everyone at Joe Septic Contractors. Have a happy and safe Mardi Gras. Call 985-632-5592 or visit joeseptic.com. Lady of the Sea Community Pharmacy staff are trained in finding the lowest cost available on your medication. Stop by with your prescriptions or medicine bottles and let one of us review your options with you. With two convenient locations to serve you, we're located in Rouse's Supermarket, Highway 3235 in LaRose, or at Lady of the Sea Medical Clinic in Cutoff. Our staff available Monday through Friday from 8.30 a.m. to 7 p.m. and Saturdays 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. We treat you like family at Lady of the Sea. 
Celebrating 75 years in business, Danos has been setting the standard for generations. Become a part of something bigger and join the team. We're currently hiring for drivers, warehousemen, riggers, crane operators, and forklift operators to work out of Port Fouchon. So apply now at danos.com or call 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. 3T Oil Change is an efficient quick loop service that offers oil changes for gas and diesel engines, brake tags, tire sales and services, engine and cabin air filters, bulb replacement and wiper blades with the convenience of a drive through No appointment necessary. 3T Oil Change on Main Street and Cutoff. Call 798-7401. Proud supporter of South LaFouche Sports. 3T Oil Change says, Go Tarpons! Last night on the reservation, HL Bourgeois boys and girls basketball teams flexed their muscles getting a sweep over East St. John. And we're talking about the girls game now with their girls basketball coach, Coach Dylan Anderson, who's on the line now here on Play by Play. Coach, good morning, buddy. How are we doing today? Good, good, good. How you guys doing? Thanks for having me. For sure, man. Happy to have you. Look, your team played really well last night. You get a 20-point win against a quality opponent in East St. John. Just looking at your schedule and some of your results, man, I think it's pretty safe to say that's probably y'all most impressive performance of the year so far. Absolutely, Coach. Absolutely. I, I would agree and say that that's probably the best game we played against one of the best games as far as the best opponent as far as um, getting a quality win. Absolutely. Coach was watching the game back on the internet live stream, and, and man, you, you all shot the heck out of the ball last night. A lot of players making shots from behind the three-point line and were making some big plays. Talk about those ladies, man. The, the the rim looked like a hula hoop for them last night at times. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, we definitely preach um, defending home court, um, kind of making it a mental thing. Like, guys, you practice here every day. This is our, it's our goal. This is our court. This is our rim. If anybody should have a big night, it should be us in our own gym. So we do the small things right, protecting our home court. I like our chances. And, again, we shot the ball really well for the first time um, all season. We had five girls in double figures. That has never happened before, but it goes to show you uh, when we do the small things right as far as taking care of home court, the rest can take care of itself. And I think that's resulted in a big win last night. On Tuesday, you all took on Walker. We know Walker's one of the best programs in the state of Louisiana, and that's a big challenge. But how important is it for your team to see, hey, look, if we want to get to that level, this is what it looks like. And you went out there and you played them tough. You know, they've beaten a lot of teams by more than 20 this year, so you played them pretty tough. How important was it for your ladies to see, hey, this is what championship level speed and execution looks like? Yeah, and it was one of those games that, hey, guys, if we have goals to be the best in our division, which is 5A, this is what it looks like. This is a team that is undefeated, having lost the game, they won a lot of games by multiple digits. Um, if we want to be at that level, this is what it, this is what we have to look like. And I think it really motivated our girls to kind of see, like, okay, we are a long way to go from that. And so a lot of girls after the game was like, okay, you know, we yeah we lost the Walker, but we gonna have to make sure we pick it up starting tomorrow. You think, John? I think that 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 loss really woke them up to understand how we need to play if we need to if we want to get to that level eventually. 
It's your first year at Bourgeois, man, and, and I really got to tell you, man, and I mean this sincerely, I love the energy, I love the vibe, I love the way that you coach, and it seems like the ladies are feeding off of that and are responding, man. I really think your brightest days are ahead, and you guys are on a good run right now. Talk about some of the things that you've learned in your first year on the reservation, man. Oh, um, man, I definitely learned a lot, and I definitely appreciate you for those kind of words, man. Um, just understanding, the first of all, the PowerPoint and understanding how that works, um, understanding how to let our girls be themselves within the flow of an offense um and not and i try not to i'm trying to learn not to be so hard on them and let them let their personality come out within the offense we're running or within within whatever sets we're playing to kind of let each of the individuals we have a very talented team be themselves and trying to get each of these girls comfortable and in rhythm within themselves understanding i wasn't here last year so last year you might have did this different and now i'm coming in i want something done differently but try not to be as hard and let them play a little free as long as you're earning the freedom, let me say that. As long as you're earning the freedom, give them the right to be themselves within the Florida offense. And I think as the last few games, we started to do that and it started to translate into the big-time um, playmaking, um, big-time shots created. Got a big one coming up Friday. Thibodeau's pretty good, but they come in reeling. They've been fighting some injuries and some different things. You're back at home again. Should be a 50-50 game. Both teams are quality teams. Big, big, big one to try to uh, sustain that momentum coming up on Friday. Absolutely, Coach. Absolutely. With Thibodeau, that's always one of the tougher opponents in our district. Um, no matter which team is, 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 is a little bit better or not, they, it'll be a tough game. should be a nice crowd as well. I mean, it's been my biggest message to our girls is keep defending home court. We're worried about everything once we come to the second round. But we defend our home court. We put ourselves in a nice position. Coach, uh, some districts play one round, some play two. Or are you in favor of the one round or two rounds because – uh, this year, it looks like in the second round, you have four away games uh, in district. So uh, that might be a little tough for you guys. You're going to have to win on the road. But are you in favor of one or two rounds? Um, I, I actually like the two rounds being that I played at Bourgeois, and that's how it was when I was here. But it also teaches us uh, how to face adversity. Um, when you go on the road, I feel like it gets us prepared even more for the playoffs, you know, if we got if, if we blessed to get that far as far as how to handle yourself on the road, different type of style refereeing, um, different type of crowd. So it kind of gets us prepared both worlds, how to defend home court, but at the same time, the same people you played home, now you got to go in their house and play, you know, against their crowd and stuff like that. So I think I love it. I don't, I don't take anything away from it. Um, I didn't realize that until I got here, understanding that every district does not do home in a way like we do. So I'm definitely thankful for it. I like, I like the challenge. Coach, you mentioned it a second ago. You played at Bourgeois. You're a Bourgeois guy. Your your top assistant coach, Coach Stevie, was the same. Man, it just means a little bit more whenever you're representing your home school and you bleed that Bourgeois blue. Like, man, you could just tell, like, this is a calling for both of you guys on that bench. Oh, yeah, absolutely, Coach. Absolutely. Uh, like I told him, um, he came full circle um, playing alongside of him. Um, and as well as now coaching alongside of him. Uh, a lot of people ask, like, man, Stevie have a big personality. How do you do it? I'm like, man, you know, at the same time, I play ball with Steven and I understand Steven. I love Steven for Steven. So he have a big personality, but that's not always, that's not a bad thing. You know, that's not a bad thing. And I don't take it as a bad thing being that I played on side him for so long. And uh, since Evergreen to HL. So he's like my brother. And so, like I said, it's a full circle moment. It's just for us uh, coming back full circle at our alma mater. And now we're giving back and coaching young ladies, trying to help them be better in life and on the court. Ten more games to go, and it's going to be ten very big games for you all as you're trying to catapult yourself into that top 28 and make the playoffs. Uh, what are some things you're hoping to see? What are some areas you guys are looking to improve on? Um, man, um, like I tell my girls, one, one game at a time. Um, 
biggest thing, literally one game at a time, to being better communicating, limiting team transition points. We struggle in the rebounding area. and trying to let my girls know as simple as possible, baby. 90% of the time, the team that shoots the most wins. You know, and so for us, as long as we can limit offensive rebounds on the opposing end and we get out in transition, I like our chances. And I think last night, again, starting to show a little bit more where we're going and the girls on the grass, the concept. But like you said, last 10 games are very crucial for us. So we're trying to let them know one game at a time. We're not looking at another, another opponent. We're looking at the next opponent we have. And we're trying to take care of business, whether it's home or away. Yeah, very good, man. Look, uh, what's the makeup of your team? Do you have a lot of underclassmen? Do you have a larger senior group? Tell us about the makeup of your roster. Yes, sir. Uh, we have two seniors right now. Um, we have one that uh, is in our starting lineup and one she don't really play as much. She's just coming back from injury. Um, we have about three uh, juniors and the rest is sophomores. For the most part, our sophomore class is our biggest class. We have about, out of 12 girls on the roster, we have about maybe six that's sophomores. So our sophomore class is the hugest class. And when you add the JV, by far, our sophomore class is the biggest class. And we have a few freshmen as well. So mainly made up of sophomores. There you go, Coach. Thanks so much for the time. Congratulations on the big win yesterday. Y'all stay hot, all right? Yes, sir. I appreciate it. Thank you guys for having me. Yep. That is Coach Dylan Anderson with HL Bourgeois. Well, i tell you what. Um, you and I often say this. The mark of a person doing a good coaching job is a person who takes the block of clay at day one and makes the block of clay look into something much more impressive at the end of the season. Bourgeois is doing that right now. Bourgeois was not a team that was playing at a very high level early, but when you're beating East St. John by 20, you are playing at a high level now. They are 3-1 and one in district. Coach Anderson's first year there. Uh, he and Stevie are working very well together. They are playing their best ball right now, and they're a team I would not want to face the rest of the season. And look, his answer with the, the two rounds and did what great answer because uh, he likes the challenge. And if this team can go and win on the road, uh, watch out in the playoffs. They're going to have some hostile environments in that second round. And if they can win on the road, uh, they're going <laughs> to they won't they may not have to worry about the road for the first round yep. for sure. And uh, yeah, I, I, exciting times to see uh, HL right now. Huge, huge game for them Friday against Thibodeau. That's evenly matched teams. You're coming off of a big emotional high. Thibodeau's lost a couple of them in a row, so they're going to be hungry. That's a big game for both of those teams. They're both right around that 30 or so area in the power rings. That's a huge game Friday for both teams. Yeah, uh, most definite and big for Bourgeois because they're at home. Yep. You and what we talk about home floor. all the time, we got to win at home and you got to steal a couple on the road. No doubt. Well, we got Truck in the well, studio today, Chief. How are well, we doing, sir? I, I, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm, I, I, I'm nervous. Nervous? I'm trying to uh, was it emulate everything you're doing. I see that. Headset, huh? the hoodie's on. I'm holding the mic. With, whoop. You got to have the headset over the hood. Yeah, I know. I don't, <laughs> I, I don't want to get that technical, but. Uh, Huh. You, you know, you know when you have a busy schedule, yes, and sir. which is which is great, and uh, you have to call on to, you know, you're you're moving on at times to Nichols, which is awesome. Yes, you know, sir. That we have uh, uh, one of our coastal broadcasting family members calling uh, Division One, right? Yes, sir. Uh, basketball, football. And that's awesome. But, Thank you. But that 
Cool. Look, at that hoodie. Look at that hoodie. <laughs> so, I know. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm trying to expand mine at the same time. But anyway, uh, uh, tonight, wh- where are you calling? I am in Thibodeau, Nichols Women against um, the University of New Orleans. So, Team A is calling the women's at Nichols. So you go to Team B mm-hmm. to call a high school game, and what, what what do we have tonight? We're going to be at South Lafourche High School Yep, calling Tarpin. the girls' basketball game Tarpin. against uh, the Terrebonne Tigers. Wow. Myself along with uh, Brett Crosby. Yeah, that's not Team B. Come on now. You guys well, are better than B. Oh, we B. B+. <laughs> I'll take the B. <laughs> And then uh, Team C, you get in the bottom of the barrel, and you never know what's in there. But uh, it's you know curtain number one, two, or three, and you don't take one; it's a car. <laughs> you don't take two; it's a brand new truck. And you open three, and there's Dominic and truck. Middle school basketball, it's the be fun. biggest game of the night. Be fun, man. Opening opening night for parish basketball in the middle school level. Holy cow, Dominic! My heart just skipped a beat. <laughs> no, we're we're uh, we're filling in, and we we wanted to break in uh, uh, one of our young younger guys, and so we went from the oldest to the youngest, <laughs> and you uh, I, I'm filling in for one of you guys, and uh, Dominic's filling in for one of you guys, so. Team C is going to be calling the middle school game tonight. Raceland hosting Golden the Medal. Golden Medal Lions. Yep. So, so let me ask you this, Struck. Brian and I were talking about this in the first segment of the show. Yes. Um, if someone wants to join our team, because look, a lot of people just kind of take it for granted. Hey, they've always been there. They'll always be at the South Louisiana games. They'll always be at this game or that game. But it, this is a business. It, it operates on advertising, helping sponsors. And, and what's the easiest way for someone to help us out if they want to be part of our coverage? I mean, they can call the business line, 798-7792, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And we're, we're here. One of our real family members are going to answer. They better answer the phone. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> But uh, Coach Coach Brian Colley is one of our salespeople, and Coach, uh, I don't know if you want to throw your number out there. Yeah, but, sure. Uh, 985-691-1809. 1809. And look, mine is 691-1313. And, you know, give us a call, and, and, and look, we have all – levels of opportunity to, to promote your business with, a, a, to me, a diversified listening crowd. Whether you're yep. hiring for offshore workers or you're, you're looking for mechanics or, or nurses or whatever, whomever, whatever. But uh, we're, we're a, a, an avenue, a media, uh, to, to get your message out. And uh, t- tonight, uh, our middle school, uh, uh, I guess, exclusive sponsor is a Performance Automotive on uh, 3235 on the back road uh, right here in La Rose. And, I've, you know, I've spent uh, several dollars out there. And, uh, and this is 
I mean, they're not buying this just to reciprocate. They're buying this to support what we're doing. And we need, we need, uh, we need help. And we're, we're hoping that we can get more sponsors, which, uh, uh, it, it's, it's a, it's a costly venture like tonight. Obviously, uh, you're going to Nichols, so your Nichols is taking care of you. But we have to have a producer on this yep. end for, for Nichols. People don't realize that. And Brian and uh, uh, a co-anchor are going to be at a high school game with equipment. And, again, it's, it's a cost. And we, we, we'll have a producer uh, over here, you know, doing double duty and we're going to do middle school on 102.7 FM and 1600 AM, uh, for, for the middle school game. So that's another set of equipment and people. So again, sponsorships are welcomed. Uh, and we hope that, uh, companies that, that want to advertise, give us a call and, and, not only will you get your message out to the public during the broadcast of the game, we're going to talk about it throughout uh, the week, yep. uh, you know, several times uh, throughout the week, saying, you know, uh, Wednesday night's game is, is brought to you by, you know, ABC Company or Performance Automotive. All, all the middle school games yep. are going to be uh, uh by uh, you know sponsored mainly by exclusive by uh, a performance automotive but we're open we're open for business and, and we're, we're these companies have to realize that when uh they're going to get some advertisement during the game but also they get extra during the week oh, there's a God, lot yes and, and i want to personally thank brad and kim terrible at performance automotive right they always step up to the plate and, and help us out promoting high school middle school athletics and look Nickel State is a, a prime example. You have Division One. You had a baseball program that made it to the College World Series, uh, not the World Series Yeah, itself, the NCAA tournament, yeah. Yeah, they made it to the dance. Yep. They didn't make it to the big dance, but they had that opportunity. We had it in football a couple of years ago. We actually had a, a playoff game. And, again, you're, you're, you're reaching – a listening audience from uh, on the radio from Slidell to Morgan City to, to Napoleonville and people that are always looking for employees to work at, at, at uh, Port Fouchon from boat captains to dock operators, equipment, whatever. And we reach a diversified workforce. Yep. And again, I, I know I'm tooting our horn, but we do it from Nichols, and when I told one of my buddies in New Orleans, yeah, we're doing middle school football, basketball, and they said, what? And I said, <laughs> yes, we are. Yep. And, again, the kids get so much out of it. Yeah, they do. You know, hearing their names, and, and that's what it's all about, you know, and we try to give uh, both teams the the fair opportunity with with the coaches interviews and we're we're uh, it's tough to say we're, we're not biased but when it comes to football we, we lean a little 
on the blue. <laughs> right. But uh, tonight is going to be extra difficult for this guy. Yeah, you got to go in a, got to go and rehearse, watch some tapes. Well, I, I was never a tarpon. I was a bulldog. Ah, but I married a lion, so uh, that that'll equal out the. Uh, potential problem but i'm looking forward to it yeah and y'all y'all are gonna have a great time coach coach uh saint pierre I'm, I'm sure he's gonna give us a rough time being since he's getting the the rookies so you gotta you gotta keep him out of trouble tonight that's a tough task you gotta keep him out oh, of trouble good luck. <laughs> hey, can, can i call timeouts for him or no well you did but, the coin toss once so yeah <laughs> but uh we, we're looking forward to, to tonight's uh broadcast but Again, uh, sponsorships, uh, regular business advertising. Uh, we're we're on the internet. We're streaming. So you, you, you name it, you can hear us. So yep. uh, again, good luck to all the teams tonight and throughout the season. And we we hope everybody wins, but that's impossible. But you want to try to win them all, but uh, you want to be competitive and. Yep. Very well said. Good luck to to everyone. And and guys, thanks for for you guys. Oh, for sure. For for people don't don't realize it's more than the the hour that there's a ball game. You know, you're you're prepping and then you're you're talking about results and and you know, you you have to face the good, the bad and the ugly sometimes and and there's been some controversial moments where Ooh. we've made mistakes sure. as broadcasters, and you know we we try to correct our mistakes, and uh, but we we like to put light, shed light on issues, and we want to be as fair as possible. So uh, again, uh, our coaches have been so cooperative oh, on yeah. Saturday oh, mornings. Goodness, yes. When they're, they're busy watching tapes and prepping for, the, for next week's game, and they're taking time to, to talk to you and, and, and Coach Brian and, and uh, 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 Stan Grabo with, with uh, Terrible in general, uh, you know, they're giving us the time to, we want them to toot their horns, talk about your players. And, uh, I tell you what, I, I listened to a podcast uh, day before yesterday, uh, Coach Pellegrin, and East Ascension, I yes, think sir. it is, and he had a, a, some great things to say on a coach's perspective. You know, you, you can be the best coach in the world, but sometimes you're given the talent and you have to try to make a winner out of the 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 kids that are given to you and it's it's a task yeah and, and sometimes you have to have your bags packed because you <laughs> you, you get fired you, you you have to move but it, it, again with, with all the nfl coaching uh, sh- uh shuffle that's going on bring it down all the way down to the middle school and high school level yep. that's where and, it all starts and, and the impact that that Casey, that you and, and uh, Coach Damien Sampierre ha- and, and others have on kids at the bitty basketball level, then you hand them off to Coach Polky. A- again, Damien moved up, and 
they take it from the middle school and they have to hand this over to uh, Coach Gale, now Coach Brody Williams and, and his his uh, company. Uh, it, it's, it's a tough task every year and then you have to compete against bigger schools sometimes, but more, more people, you know, I, I, I guess you're, you're playing against uh, tougher uh, opponents, but you're not going to win them all. But, you know, you want to work hard. You want your kids to work hard and compete. Very good, Pond. And we'll look, we're up gone. against the break, but we thank you so much. Good luck tonight, my man. I say good night, truck. Good night. Well, <laughs> well Dominic, good night, truck. let's do it. <laughs> there we go. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we're going to stand. It's our Terrible and General Thursday interview. We'll be right back on Play by Play. While inventory is growing, prices are dropping at Golden Motors. Come to Golden Motors and check out the new 2023 Chevrolet Silverado with the all-new technology and improved great fuel economy. Whether you're looking to tow your boat or camper or if it's just you for your daily commute, the comfort and towing capability is there for you. Check out the new 2023 Chevy Silverado at Golden Motors, 15101 Highway 3235 and Cutoff, The Back Road, 325-1000. Chevy, find new roads. Price is priority. Water safety tips from Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation. One, always designate a water watcher when children are in and around water. Two, wear your life jacket when on a boat or near open water. Three, remove toys from swimming pools when not in use. Four, empty all blow-up pools and buckets of water when not in use, as children can drown in as little as two inches of water. Five, check the water first if a child goes missing. Six, stay off and away from the rock jetties. And number seven, swimming lessons can reduce drownings by 88%. Learn to swim. The other day, someone said they saw a roach the size of a nutria down around Cutoff. I don't know about that, but nasty pests like roaches, termites, ants, and spiders are running wild up and down the bayou. If you got bug problems, call the local experts at Terminex, and those bayou boys will be there in a jiffy to protect your home or business. So whether you live up the bayou or down the bayou, Terminex is here to get rid of bugs any size. So call those bayou boys. They'll get you, get you, Terminix Tough! Education. Prevention. Care. The Terrebonne General Community Sports Institute was recognized by the Louisiana Athletic Trainers Association with the President's Award for Excellence in Health and Safety. With a passion for ensuring the well-being of over 23,000 student athletes and covering 1,400 sports events annually, our athletic trainers are dedicated to providing the best care in sports medicine. Discover more about Terrebonne General Community Sports Institute at tghealthsystem.com. Your business deserves the highest quality internet connection and phone service. Rev Business offers you the best at a great price. Delivered on an all-fiber network and backed by our local support teams who have been going that extra mile for 85 years. Rev Business wants to show you the power of hosted phone service and Metro E, direct connections between your locations. For a limited time, get three months free. Some restrictions may apply. Visit us at letsrev.biz. Rev Business. Wrestling has more than one royal family. We're going to be chatting with Mr. Stan Gravois in just a second here on Play by Play on KLEB, and then we'll give some thoughts in the back end. Yes, sir. Then we'll get some thoughts on the back end uh, of the show talking about all the craziness that happened in the world of sports in the last 24 to 48 hours, man. Stuff just 
News just keeps shocking people, man. Several coaching legends are either going to be going to new places or going to be stepping out of the game completely. But we look forward to chatting with Stan because, as we said in yesterday's show, they have their new Hall of Fame induction class into the uh, Athletic Hall of Fame out there that they put on. I'm so super excited about this year's class, and I know I've said it many times on the show, so super pleased and honored to be part of the voting committee that helped induct these great people into that Hall of Fame. Let me see if I could get Stan squared away because I'm told we just got his voicemail. Let's see. Uh, so we'll be trying to get him uh, squared away. But again, one more time, we'll get you the members of the Athletic Hall of Fame. And, and Stan will elaborate on these in just a second. We ringing now? All right, good. Yeah, we'll have him in just a second. That'd be Brandon Brown, Leslie Daigle, Thomas Ezel, Joe Fake, David Fournier, and Philip Livis. And now we go to the phone lines, and we do have Mr. Stan Gravoff for our Terrebonne General Thursday interview. Stan, sorry about that. We uh, had a false alarm with you there, but now we got you. Good afternoon. How are we doing today? Hey, I am doing well. Hope you guys are doing well, too. We are, man. Look, I was just teasing before we had you on. The big news finally dropped yesterday. The Community Sports Institute Bayou Region Athletic Hall of Fame uh, has a new six-person inductee list. I think they're all very worthwhile, all great people, all great ambassadors for sports in our area. Talk about the class, man. And one thing that I like the most, diversity, man. We got coaches, we got players, we got bull riders, we got a little bit of everything in this year's class. Yeah, and different sports, too. A lot of times we sort of, you know, cater to football in the area. And this year, I think we get into a few sports with basketball being represented. I'll go in alphabetical order real quick just to let everybody know who's being inducted. Uh, of course, Brandon Brown, head coach over at Terrebonne High School for basketball, but that's not why he's going in. Brandon is statistically in the top 15 category in points scored, rebounding, assists, and one other thing that I can't quite remember over at Tulane University when he was at Tulane. So he's one of the best that's ever played at Tulane. Then he had a great nine-year career in Italy where he played in a city called Taramo, which is right outside of Rome. He averaged 13 points a year while he played for that professional league, that European league, and uh, was a guy that everybody counted on there. So we're so happy to have Brian going. Uh, excuse me, Brandon going in. Brian, one day, maybe, Brian. One day. One day. <laughs> <laughs> Also, <laughs> also going in is uh, Coach Lely Digg. A lot of people know Lely Digg because of uh, Digg or Daigle uh, physical therapy. He actually started that, but he was a coach in the area, won multiple state championships in baseball at the old St. Francis Boys School, and then decided to become a physical therapist. So he went to Duke University got his doctor's degree in physical therapy in 1968 and has since been one of the leaders in the bio region with physical therapy and certainly works on sports athletes but he was a terrific coach back in the day also being inducted is skip ezel when you say skip ezel's name on the bayou a lot of people just like perk up right and it's not so much because of what he may have done professionally it was he was a man child he was 13 years old, and he was a finalist for punt, pass, and kick. And I know a lot of the kids growing up today don't know about punt, pass, and kick, but it was a thing back in the day, man. It was, it was, it was something else. And, at, again, 13 years old, I think it was 1973, he was a finalist for that. But he also, being a multi-all-state 
player in different sports over at South Terrebonne. He went on to Grambling State and followed Doug Williams. He was a starter for four years for Eddie Robinson following up Doug Williams. So he'll be inducted. As a matter of fact, when we had the luncheon on Tuesday, both Bobby Hebert and Mike Dettelier both said he's the best athlete they have ever seen in the Bayou region. So that's pretty special. Going in also is a guy who coached in our area for a long time, but he's going in because of his football ability, and that is Joe Fake. Unfortunately, Joe passed away of cancer in 2015. Just a great guy. But what people didn't know is he played during that Burt Jones era. He won in his three years there. And remember, back in the day, you could only play three years. You know, you got guys now playing seven years in college, and Joe could only play those three years. Joe played for three years, and LSU won at least nine games in every one of those years. He played in the Orange Bowl. He played in the Astro Blue Bonnet Bowl, and he played in the Sun Bowl. So uh, just a great athlete, man. He was a he was a slot back who actually threw for three touchdowns from the slot back position because he was such a good athlete. So uh, so happy for him going in and Miss Janelle. The, you know they're they're practically neighbors to me now, or Miss Janelle is, I should say. And I'm happy for that family. And then the guy. The guy that everybody, when we did the luncheon, just is looking at in awe is David Fournier, a bull rider from Raceland, who is a world champion throughout the 90s, one of the best in the world. Not one of the best. He was the best in the world. He's in the National Pro Bull Riders Association Hall of Fame. He's in the McNeese State University Hall of Fame. And we down here don't even know about the guy, right? I mean, that's a shame. And he's so humble and nice. Uh, people are going to get a kick when they hear his story because, man, if you see the footage, it's really spectacular. So, again, David's going to be in. David now lives in the Thibodeau area. He is a graduate of Central Lafouche High School in 1981. And then, finally, our last inductee is Phil Livis, who played over at South Terrebonne. He's going to be our youngest inductee to ever go in. Graduated high school in 2007. Uh, he was the MVP of the Independence Bowl in 2008 for Louisiana Tech. And in 2018, he was inducted into the Louisiana Tech Hall of Fame, being named to their all-century team. So that's pretty special. So a good class. Uh, we have young. We have old. We have different sports. So a lot of diversity in this class. No, no doubt, man. So so super excited for all six of those individuals and their families. Um Look on the basketball hardwood last night. It was a light night, but HL Bourgeois flexed their muscles, man. The boys stay undefeated in District 3-0, and continue to climb that PowerPoint ladder. And then one of the surprises of the night, and look, we had Dylan Anderson on earlier in the show. If you compare common opponents for HL Bourgeois and East St. John, East St. John has fared better almost universally. Bourgeois beat the snot out of them last night, beat them by 20 points. Huge win for Coach Anderson and Coach Howard and the HL Bourgeois Lady Braves, man. They made a statement last night. Yep, always said it, man. I've always, and, and I've said it probably on this show too, when we were down at South Terrebonne coaching, we'd look at the landscape, and again, we always appreciated Central Lafouche and South Lafouche's community, right? The family feel, the community. But the one school we always looked at and said, man, boys and girls, we hope they never get it together is H.L. Bourgeois. And I think that H.L. Bourgeois sort of in basketball, meaning boys and girls, I think they are sort of getting it together. And we, we know that they can do it. I think it's starting to kind of happen a little bit. Flip side of that is East St. John is just that 
that school, and I say it in school because it's even in football, it's in baseball, it's in totality, where sometimes you get a great effort and sometimes I shouldn't even call it an effort. It's just inconsistency. You better watch out when you play them because you know what they're capable of, but they're also capable of laying an egg sometimes. And I'm not quite sure what happened in this. The truth is I, I haven't seen the game. But that being said, when I saw the score, it didn't super surprise me. I think H.L. Bourgeois very capable on the girls' side of doing some good things coming up. And when you look at the landscape of what's happening in that district, they can be one of the teams. And there's no doubt now, I think we've gotten to the point where we think that probably the boys are the team in that district. You know, it's crazy, man. Like January the 10th and January the 11th of this year are going to be historic days in the world of sports. And basically, we're seeing an entire era of coaches either moving on or, you know, going off into the sunset. In the last 48 hours, we have seen Pete Carroll be reassigned to a, a front office role with the Seahawks, probably never going to be a head coach again. We've seen Nick Saban retire. Today, Belichick is parting ways with the Patriots. Reports are he still does want to coach. Man, it's crazy. That's, that's hundreds and hundreds of cha- uh, football games won, dozens of championships won, and a whole era is starting to fade into black, man. It's crazy to see some of that old guard. And when you add on top of that, the last few years we lost Roy Williams and Coach K, and it, like those guys that we grew up with in the last couple of years are slowly fading to black, man. I agree. Uh, I'm not quite that age, but that's sort of my, you know, that, that's my Mount Rushmore of coaches that are kind of moving on. I think those that are giving it up and it's their decision, sort of like Coach Saban, I think we're probably getting into a time where they're saying, I don't want to deal with the way it is now. Uh, I don't think Belichick is like that. I think Belichick still thinks he can sort of impose his will on the old way, but I don't even know if he can. I don't know if Bill Belichick goes somewhere else if it's going to work. I would say this about Nick Saban. I think, you know, and this is just me, I think he's probably the best football coach, maybe even professionally, but I'll say obviously collegially, that has ever lived. And whether you're an LSU purist and you hated him, you you still got to understand what he did. I heard a stat this morning. This This blew my mind, but I know it's in large part because of him. When he started at Alabama, the enrollment at the University of Alabama when he started there was just under 25,000 students. Now, when he's retiring, the enrollment is 40,000 students. Wow. Now, you may, sit, you may sit there and say it has nothing to do with him, and I'm going to tell you, I think that's BS. Because the fact is, is that I don't think a kid's going to Alabama just because of Alabama football. But when they're making decisions, I'm talking about just your average kid who's going to get a accounting degree or a, or a medical degree. I think when they have two schools to choose or maybe three, it helps, right? And so he has totally changed the landscape. And I would and I would leave you with this last thought related to that. I hope Nick Saban goes on I don't know game day or he's on one of these shows that's a weekly show related to college football. And he says exactly what's on his mind. Because I think he's got the power for people to listen to from a pulpit that he couldn't do when he was the head coach at a particular school. But now he can say what's wrong with college football and what's right with college football 
and I think a lot of people will really listen. So, uh, yeah, am, am I sad to see him go, you know, for everybody else in the SEC? Heck no. Man, that guy was beating everybody every year. <laughs> but, you know, and then everybody, there are so many Alabama fans. This morning, Casey, we went interview eight kids who are candidates for Teenager of the Year in Terrebonne Parish. Eight kids. Two of them are going to the University of Alabama, the med school. Wow. Two of them. And I'm sitting here going, and I've got so many friends in the Bayou region, in Lafourche and Terrebonne Parish, who are big Alabama fans. And I'm just realizing the domino effect of what this guy sort of has. Everybody loves a winner, man. Everybody loves a winner. And that's what he was. And I sure hope he uses this and he kind of speaks his mind on some things related to college. Wouldn't it be fun to listen to him just telling you like it is every Saturday? So we'll, we'll see how it all pans out. No doubt, my friend. Look, we, we shift from the ultimate winners to staff that has never won anything before at all, and that would be the New Orleans Saints. Who would have thought that you could win a rivalry game against Atlanta via a blowout, and the result of the game and the aftermath of the game leaves you more in question about how the organization is being run than ever before? We have the situation at the end of the game where Jameis Winston and the offense decide, you know what? We're not kneeling down. We're scoring a touchdown for Jamal Williams. That is kind of a dirty look. I'm, I'm not a, opposed to scoring, but doing it out of the victory formation is kind of a dirty look. Today, in NOLA.com, there was a scathing sto story produced by Jeff Duncan saying, the middle of the season, players were showing up late to meetings. During road games, the team bus would roll late because they were having a hard time getting the guys up and out of their hotel rooms. An audit revealed that players were not watching film on their Microsoft tablets. Um, there was parking issues at the team facility, but several players were parking in the handicapped spots, and workers who needed those spots were not able to get them. This locker room is a mess, and look, you brought Dennis Allen in after Sean Payton with the idea of, hey, we're going to keep the Sean Payton vibe, right? We're going to keep the Sean Payton locker room. Two years in, that Sean Payton locker room is long gone, and I don't know why Dennis Allen is still there, quite frankly, just me being honest. No, yeah, I would agree. Listen, everybody wants to pick sides on the deal, what happened at the end of the game. Oh, man, I can't believe Dennis Allen didn't let him score. I can't believe Dennis Allen. I can't believe Dennis Allen catered to Arthur Smith and apologized and all of this stuff. And then you got people who are like, ah, oh, get rid of Jameis Winston now. And I'm sitting here thinking, Man, you don't have to pick one side of this deal. Everybody's wrong. Everything's wrong with the Saints. They, you, obviously, there's a disconnect between Dennis Allen and what's going on, so there you go. Obviously, you don't want guys to do things that the coach didn't, you know, mandate, so something's wrong there. Then you got guys who did this out of, and I know everybody's talking about this, they did it out of victory offense when the opposing team is sitting back Enough to get somebody hurt. I liken it, and I've heard other people say this, I liken it to a sucker punch. You suck, who, who, who is proud of a sucker punch? I mean, no, if you like sucker punching people, you probably liked what happened at the end of this game. But that's sort of what it was. And, yeah, I didn't like it at all. I didn't like the way it went down. All of that being said, yes, there is a disconnect with Dennis Allen, and he should probably not be there anymore. Yes, there are some players over there who are probably not real professionals. I mean, obviously they're professionals because they'll make more money than we'll ever see. But uh, 
from a standpoint of just being a true professional who wants to win, it kind of makes you realize that that team just didn't have it. Now, you can blame Dennis Allen because guys didn't get out their tablets and look at film and do all of that stuff, but somewhere along the line, you would hope that some of you guys on your team did do those things. So, again, I just think everybody was wrong in the deal. I think it's a bad situation. And I saw I saw Kim Mulkey's take on it. Boy, she kind of hit it. It's interesting because I'm starting to start look at Kim Mulkey like I look at the coach from Miami. <laughs> They're kind of becoming bigger than what the game is, sort of. Yeah, Kim Mulkey sort of also said, I'm the coach. And if you listen to me, it's okay if you don't. So, And I kind of agree with, it, with, with a lot of that. But it's just sad that we're going through the Saints right now and what they're going through when just a couple of years ago it was. And Sean Payton may be the other end of the spectrum because in Denver right now they're probably ready to throw him to the Wolves too. So, so it's been interesting. Uh, maybe that's the problem. Maybe we went from Sean Payton and now we're going to the other end of the spectrum and we just don't know how to handle it. Maybe we need to get Bill Belichick. Heck, I don't know. <laughs> there you go. We got a bunch of NFL playoff games this weekend. We got Green Bay and Dallas. We got Cleveland and Houston, Miami and Kansas City, the Steelers and Bills, the Rams and Lions, and then the Eagles and the Bucks. If I and I know you're like me, you're going to probably watch the majority of these, if not all of these. But if I told you right now, Stan. I'm going to give you a TV with a four-hour battery, and you could only watch four hours of TV this weekend. Which of those games are you looking forward to the most? Wow. Wow. I, well, I know one I'm not watching. I'm not watching the Dolphins and the Chiefs simply because it's on Peacock, and I'm just boycotting <laughs> it. I'm just not doing it. I heard you talking about it the other day when I was in my vehicle, and uh, can't do it. And... uh you know, I'm not paying my five ninety nine a month to Peacock. I already got Netflix and Amazon Prime and Disney Plus and all. I'm not adding another one to it. So that's sort of where my level of uh, love of NFL is. I'm not buying another subscription to watch a ball. I hear you, brother. Uh, I am going to watch. I'm going to go watch Lamar and Nichols play basketball because I'm starting to really enjoy just going out to Stopa Gym and watch those games, and, and I live close by, so it's a lot of fun. Uh, but I'm going to have my cell phone, and I'll kind of be peeking in on the game tomorrow afternoon. Uh, excuse me, Saturday afternoon. Oh, the one I want to watch the most. I don't know. I'm sort of intrigued by Philadelphia and Tampa Bay, even though I think they may be the two worst teams in the playoffs. The Eagles are a mess, man. What happened there? No, I can't figure it out. And, you know, I, I religiously on every Wednesday night, I'll watch the uh, Kelsey Brothers podcast. And, you know, Jason Kelsey's just like, he's missed. He can't understand why it's happening either, but he sort of moves on from I I don't know if. I don't know. I can't figure that one out. So I would say that one from a competitive standpoint. And the other one that I'm interested in, I got to tell you, I think I'm jumping on that bandwagon, or at least this is going to be the team I may sort of root for a little bit, is the Texans. I want to see if the Texans could get it done with C.J. Stroud. I'm, I'm very uh, – I love when people stand up for their convictions, even though I may not be in their corner, but C.J. Stroud – seems to be a very impressive, God-fearing man who does not hide his love for, you know, Jesus Christ. And I kind of like that. And uh, so, yeah, I'm kind of, because of him, I'm sort of jumping on that Houston Texans uh, bandwagon. 
There you go. They'll probably lose the first game. <laughs> there you go. Look, man, we thank you so much for the time. Good job, as always. Look forward to chatting with you again on Saturday, my friend. All right. You guys take care. Yep. That is Mr. Stan Gravel doing a great job, as always. It was our Terrebonne General Thursday interview. Uh, I'm going to ask you the same question before the break. Which of the games are you most excited about this weekend? Man, I haven't even looked at it. Uh, I'll be on and look, I, as much as I moaned and complained, I do have Peacock, and I am looking forward to the Dolphins and the Chiefs. I think that's going to be a really good game. Yeah, but uh, the weather. Yeah, below uh, zero. Man. Did you see the weather here on Tuesday, Wednesday, bro? You ready? Yeah, I did. I'm calling in. <laughs> for, for, for those who are not aware, look, I am the member of this team. I don't like to be hot. In the summer, I'm miserable. But no. Mr. Kale over here across the table from me does not do cold well. So it should be an interesting couple of shows next week when we're showing up here and it's 30 degrees and Buddy's oh, going to probably man. still have the air condition on and it's going to be a fun time here. Yeah. <laughs> let's, I'll be dressed for it. Let's catch a break when we get back. We're going to talk about the craziness of the last 24 hours. I'll get my thoughts on Nick Saban's retirement. And we'll kind of spitball some guys that Alabama may look at to try to get their next head coach. It's play-by-play. -play. We'll be right back after this. What's up? This is Casey Gisclair, and this is why I choose State Bank for all my banking needs. State Bank is a local bank, which means you get a taste of home when you walk through the doors. The bank's motto is Cajun Banking. Serve just the way you like it, and that's for a reason, because you're always greeted by a real banker who provides smiling service. But State Bank also has the latest banking technologies, which means you get the best without having to sacrifice that personal touch that we all love. So go visit them today at one of their many locations. They're proud bankers serving a proud community. Resilient bankers serving a resilient community at State Bank. Now 70 years strong. Home health services in South LaFouche are vital right now. Look no further than Lady of the Sea Home Health, where the sick, the elderly, and the homebound. Our caring staff makes each day a little brighter, a little better. With quality health care and warm, genuine support, you and your loved ones are the most comfortable, content, and independent in your own home. Speak to your physician today about home health services from Lady of the Sea. Call 985-632-6900 for more information. Quality health care locally for you. Water safety tips from Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation. One, always designate a water watcher when children are in and around water. Two, wear your life jacket when on a boat or near open water. Three, remove toys from swimming pools when not in use. Four, empty all blow-up pools and buckets of water when not in use as children can drown in as little as two inches of water. Five, check the water first if a child goes missing. Six, stay off and away from the rock jetties. And number seven, swimming lessons can reduce drownings by 88%. Learn to swim. Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa wants you to join them for the start of something new sales event. Tis the season to get a great deal on a Ram or new commercial truck, van, car, or SUV. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business or personal use. It's a grand new year, so get a great deal on your new dream car, SUV, or truck today at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Medicaid members, keep your coverage. Update your address, email address, and cell phone number to receive information regarding your benefits. Act now. If you get a letter from Louisiana Medicaid, read it and respond as soon as possible. For more information or to update your info, call the number on your insurance card or visit healthy.la.gov. That's healthy.la.gov. 
Remember to update all required information before Medicaid deadlines so you don't lose your coverage. Welcome back here to Play by Play. Um, a lot of folks are wondering, I actually got several texts today, like, hey, is Brody coming on? I know he usually joins us on Wednesday. Uh, he's got a new position at the school. He is now an administrative assistant. We congratulate Brody on that. So his free time during the day is a little different. I've been texting with him. He said that he's going to do his best next week to carve out a little 10-minute block for us that we'll be able to chat with him. We don't want to leave him out, but certainly understand he's got some different work obligations. So we'll catch up with Brody. Um Look, man, um, I could do the more entertaining thing here, and I could start yelling and screaming and holding a parade in here and talking about how, you know, Ding Dong the Witch is dead and Alabama's coach is no longer there and how great this is for LSU. I could do all of that stuff. but Kind of ridiculous, huh? But I, I'm not a 13-year-old, right? So I'm not going to do that because as much as I love LSU, I love sports as a whole more. And I think it sucks that Nick Saban is retiring, though I'm not surprised. We talked about it throughout the course of the season. I think NIL and transfer portal has limited the power that a college football head coach has. And Nick Saban's success was built on him. And I don't mean this in a bad way, but low-key kind of sort of being a dictator, right? He was kind of that guy who controlled every aspect, and uh, that's the way that he ran his ship. That's why it didn't work in the NFL. College football's becoming like the NFL now why Alabama maybe took a couple of steps back. But here's the thing. There are several points that I want to make here. A, I don't care whether you like the dude. I don't care whether you hate the dude. At the end of the day, it is what it is. LSU fans don't like the guy because they're jealous of the success that he had at Alabama and Amen. wished that he would have stayed at LSU this whole time because their dynasty would have then been Alabama's dynasty. And It's jealous. It's envy. That's all that is. That's the first thing. The second thing is the dude is the best college football coach that there has ever been. He's won more championships. He's won in an era where there's been more parity in the sport than ever before. The dude is the best college football coach in the history of the sport. The third thing is that LSU fans, as much as we want to yell and scream and bicker, oh, man, we hate that guy. Oh, man, da, da. He's the guy who created the blueprint for the success that LSU has enjoyed over the last 20 years. LSU went from DiNardo to Nick Saban. You, you talk about a difference in class there. You go from potted meat to ribeye. And when ribeye was there, ribeye showed you how to win. You are going to sign all of the players in Louisiana that you can. You're going to get players outside of that. You're going to play great physical defense, and you're going to have talented playmakers, and you're going to win. Nick Saban won the SEC with LSU in 2001 out of nowhere. Made it to the Sugar Bowl, beat Illinois out of nowhere. Two years later, wins the national championship with Matt Mock as his quarterback. Beats Oklahoma. That started LSU on the path that they're on today where they win it again in 2007, where they win it again you know, in 2019. They make the championship game in 2011. They have high hopes to getting there again. That all started because Nick Saban wrote that blueprint. Les Miles, Coach Ogeron, and Brian Kelly have all followed that same blueprint. So there should be a certain level of gratitude to the fella there uh, for showing us how to win at the flagship university. And then the last thing is this, and this is the thing that LSU fans, I think, are going to really sink their teeth into. 
I feel really bad about whoever's got to replace him in Alabama because you're replacing a legend, which is extremely difficult to do. You're replacing a legend at a school that's not going to be patient. That's going to be extremely difficult to deal with. You're replacing a legend at a time in the sport where there's so much transition and so much change and Alabama's going to lose kids to the portal now that Saban's left and they're going to lose recruits. Hell, they already lost one five-star recruit since this broke. I could see where there would be some very talented people who Alabama would want to do this job who would probably not want to get this job because of the stakes and because of the circumstances. They always say you don't want to replace a legend. Somebody's going to have to replace him in Tuscaloosa, and it's going to be a very difficult filling those big shoes, be it Kiffin, be it Sarkeesian, be it Dabo Sweeney, be it whoever. That's going to be some big shoes to fill for whoever the next person in Tuscaloosa is. Yeah, it will be. And uh, look, and well said. Uh, everything you you just mentioned, I, I agree with. And um, Saban's 72 years old. Yep. And college coaches, it's 12. Saban was putting 14-hour days in. And he, he he just couldn't recover from it. It, it. It's it got to a point. It's just too much. And you have to respect the man for walking away now. And uh, heck, you know I'm an Alabama fan, and I'm not like some of these sportscasters and all. Oh, every Alabama fan's all upset. Man, what are you talking about? What, Hey, next man up, next coach up, they're going to find someone else and, and, and see what happens. But, man, to celebrate the way some of these people are, it's like, hey, let's relax a little bit. What happens next year or if, if Alabama the next four or five years beats LSU? Uh, then what? Yeah, it, it's going to be party time. <laughs> it, 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 I don't understand. Yeah, it, it wasn't all, you know, Nick. It wasn't all Nick. It, it's crazy. Yeah, he's a big part of it, but I don't understand why there's this sheer joy about someone leaving. Like, here's the thing, man. In sports, we like a good villain. In movies, we like a good villain. In wrestling, we like a good villain. It sucks that the villain's not at Alabama anymore. They, we're, we're not. It's not the rivalry's not going to be the same anymore, man. It's not going to be the same. Yeah, and I get it. Uh, LSU fans upset he left LSU and whatever, but. Man, that was a long time ago, and uh, we'll see. I, I'm just now moving on to the replacement. It better be Lane Kiffin. You, you know, I, I right away Kiffin. You know, for years people, oh, it's Kiffin. Man, look, they can drop the ball on this big time. Ole Miss is bringing a lot back, and they've just got done signing everybody in the portal. There's talks that Ole Miss is going to be like a top five preseason team in the country. Would he really leave that? And I, I Alabama's a better job. I get that. But, man, that's – that would be a really tough thing to walk away from as he's starting to build a betai out there in Oxford. Just don't know timing-wise if this is going to work out for Kiffin to go there. And the thing we're talking off air, Alabama, they don't have to make a reach on this. No. You know, they – and from early reports, it's like they knew Saban was going to be, be out. So they were talking to people. And 
if if a coach is not named today or tomorrow, uh, Alabama fans, I would be a little worried that maybe it didn't work out with the coach they were talking to. And uh, but I would rather see them take their time. And I know with uh, with the portal recruiting and all this, it's important. You got to get someone in place, and because now you have to keep your guys there. Yeah, and I that's, think it's more important than that. Yeah, you got to keep your locker. And I think that's one of the things Saban was tired of is recruiting his own players. And uh, you know, you work hard, you get your player there, then you got to keep recruiting him, or he's going to leave. Uh, man, there, there's different ways where Alabama can go, but there, there's some let me call some duds out there. All right, so you, you're on the Lane Kiffin train. Landing at Oregon already said no. Would you have been in favor of him? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What, those two. Yeah. The De- Boer Washington. No. No. Okay. Norval at Florida State. No. no. Heck no. Sarkeesian. Uh no, and I don't. No. I don't think he he wants it. Okay. Um, trying to think of some Ooh, others. Dabble. Dabble. Hell no. <laughs> we talked about this that's, last night. That's a Saints move. If they get Dabble in there. We talked about this last night when we were texting. This five, six years ago when Clemson was winning championships, everybody just assumed, okay, after Saban, it's going to be Dabo. He was an Alabama guy. The way that he approaches the sport now, since the sport has changed, hell no. I, I think that would be, as an LSU fan, that's who I hope they get. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> that, I, I don't blame you. <laughs> um, and it's crazy because he is an Alabama guy. Um, we'll see. They reportedly want to make a move quick. Ah, Lane, just in terms of the sheer timing of it, I don't know how that's going to work. Um, and you're Alabama. You're not going to get somebody who's like at a mid-major program winning, I wouldn't think. Look at this name here. Mike Rabel, what, does he want to go to the collegiate ranks? I don't know. Dan Quinn, how about them Cowboys? No, please no. If you get a big lead, you'd blow it for sure. But, dude, you're yeah. right. Vrabel, and when you start talking about Vrabel and Dan Quinn, there's some bust potential there, and that talent pool dries up pretty quickly, man. DeBoer's kind of a wild card. Dabo Sweeney, like, I'm going to be very interested to see this. Nick actually spoke yesterday on ESPN, and I didn't even see this until just now. Uh, he said, uh, upon his decision to retire, he said, quote, last season was difficult for me from a health standpoint. Not necessarily having anything major wrong, but just being able to sustain and do the way, do things the way I want to do them, the way I've always done them. It just got a little bit harder, so you have to decide, okay, this is sort of inevitable when you get to my age. Then he continued and said that he would have been happy to try to coach for four or five more years, but he just didn't feel like he could do that and didn't want to get into a year-to-year deal because that doesn't help anybody and doesn't help you continue to build and be the standard that I want to be at and at this program, and he mentioned how he knew it was time when he was in recruits' living rooms and they were asking him about their next four to five years, and he's thinking in the back of my head, brother, I ain't even going to be here. So that's kind of what led him to, you know, he didn't want to be dishonest and he didn't want to sway recruits. But one thing that he did say is that his decision to leave is not about NIL. It's not about the portal. It's not about the changes in the sport. He said, and I quote, it ain't about that. We've been in this era for three years now, and we've adapted to it, and we've won in this era. It's just that I've always known that it would be time to turn it over to somebody else, and for me right now is that time. So Saban at least denies on the surface that the changes in the sport had to do with his decision to retire. And kudos to him, man. He said, hey, 
I didn't want to lie to these kids. I didn't want to tell these kids I'd be their coach for the next four or five years knowing that's not true. And he said when he reached that point, he would walk away. And uh, now I think he's going to go do some TV and probably make a lot of money and be really good at it. Yeah, and uh, he was very good on TV. He may go back to it. He may – who knows? He, I think he wants to stay uh, in some capacity with Alabama doing something. Now, let's talk a little bit about Belichick. Belichick is in a different situation. Nick is retiring. Bill Belichick is not. Bill Belichick was let go by the New England Patriots today. They said it was a mutual parting of ways. I don't believe that. I think he was fired today in New England. The Patriots just have too much respect for Belichick to say that. There are reports that Bill Belichick is being tied to the Atlanta Falcons, um, a team in the NFC South that has a multi-gazillionaire owner, an Arthur Blank, who's not going to be afraid to go and get a big splash higher. Coach, you're the Saints guy in the room. Would a Bill Belichick, who's maybe a little bit past his brightest times, he's in his 70s too now, but he still looks good and is in good health. Would Bill Belichick coming into the division worry you if he goes to Atlanta? Yeah. So you think he's still got some left in the oh, tank? Yes. There, there are some folks out there, and I'm not one of them, right? I, but there are some folks out there who think, Oh, you know, he was only winning because of Brady and, and all that. So you don't buy that? You think he's the real deal? You think he would go and turn around the Falcons? I think he would, yes. That would be very interesting to see. Um, but, man, it, it it's it's very interesting, the idea that in one day we lost Pete Carroll to semi-retirement. He's going to still be in the front office. Belichick gets let go. Saban moves on. Um, this is, this is changing, bro. This is, this is the changing of a guard. Um, they say that this stuff is now becoming more and more a young man's game because of all the different responsibilities that you have and all the different things you've got to deal with. Um, don't know in the future if we're going to see a whole lot of these guys even coach into their seventies anymore based on some of the changes that we've seen. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I you're was, good. uh, you're good. Yeah. But, uh, you're talking with, um, Seattle, yeah, and, just in general, just how they like we're getting younger at the, these top positions. It used to not be that way when I was a kid. The head coach of the team was an old man, 55, 60, 65, 70 yeah. years old. It, now, it, it, if you don't have somebody that's 32, 33 years old, it feels like you're getting left behind. I don't, we're getting younger and younger and younger. I don't know that that's necessarily a good thing, but that's what's happening. Yeah, and look, with uh, Pete Carroll, I think he, his time ran out in, in Seattle. So now I got to ask you the magic question. Is is Nick actually going to be done? Or is this a situation where, like Tom Brady, he'll watch for a year and say, you know what, I really miss this. Is he officially retired, or is he there a slight chance he can maybe come back soon? Oh, I bet the form on he's retired. I tend to agree. Um, let me ask you this. Pete Carroll. Is he going to coach against him? I, I, I think there's an opportunity where Carroll might get that itch again. I think Nick is done. I don't think that Nick is going to come back. I don't think his wife's going to let him come back. I don't think he would want to rebuild. NFL is a little bit of a different deal. I could see a situation where a year from now, Pete Carroll says, man, this front office stuff, it it's nice, but I would really like to be coaching. I could see him going to the Raiders or something like that. I could see Carroll getting back into it, but I agree. I do think Nick is actually. Finished. You know, Pete Carroll's age. He's in his seventies. You'd be surprised. He I, looks I, young. He's in his. Yeah, 70s. he looks young. I, yeah, he, he. He. We'll tell you. He's. He's in his seventies. I did know that. That he. 
was getting up there. He is uh, uh, 72. Oh. 72. I thought he might have been a little older than that. But 14 seasons with Seattle. So, I, man, I, I think they're both. I know P. Carroll may want to. Uh, there's no recruiting. You know, he doesn't have to worry about that part. But um, I, don't, I think they're both done. I asked Stan about this. I'm going to ask you about it now. Um, I don't know if you read the story, but on NOLA.com today, and uh, let me pull it up so I can read the exact quotes. There was a quote about, or not a quote, there was a, a story about the Saints locker room this season in New Orleans, and the story said the locker room was, quote, splintered, according to multiple sources, in that the majority of the team continued to perform and focus on the task at hand, following Dennis Allen and the direction of the team. But there was a small pocket of players inside of the locker room that were not doing the things that they were supposed to do. There was a portion of the locker room who felt that quarterback Derek Carr was not being held accountable by the coaching staff, which caused a divide. And then you get to some of the other stuff, which is, Players were reportedly routinely late for meetings. Road games, which to me, this is the most embarrassing thing here in this story. Several road games, buses to and from the stadium had to roll late because players were not showing up to the bus on time. The team audited the players' Microsoft tablets in the middle of the season after what you told us before the season when they got busted not watching film. Dozens of players had never even turned on their Microsoft tablet to study the team's digital playbook. And then another example, again, a parking situation at the team building on airline where players were parking in handicapped spots right next to the building, which was causing problems for employees and for people who were actually handicapped were having to park far away and walk, and it just caused a morale issue from some of the non-football playing members of the team. Man, you're either coaching something or you're letting it happen. It sure sounds like Dennis Allen's just in the middle of a zoo. Like, let's just move the team headquarters from the shrine, which is near where they are, like across from the shrine. Let's just move the team headquarters to the Audubon (laughs) Zoo because some of these things that we're seeing here are things that you would expect to see from lions and tigers and bears. Oh, my what in the hell is going on out there? You got professional athletes who are in the best shape of anyone in the world who are so damn lazy that they're going to park in a handicapped spot five feet from the door so they don't have to walk 50 feet to get into the damn building. Professional athletes being paid millions and millions and millions of dollars who are not even turning on their tablet to watch film. Professional athletes who are going to be late for the bus on the road, to which I say, Dennis Allen, leave their ass at the hotel. What are we doing? If you're wondering why this team is 9-8 and and why this team didn't make the playoffs despite the easiest schedule in the NFL and has missed the playoffs now three years in a row, it's because your locker room is a circus. A circus, man. Car, groupie, Camara. Oh, my. And, and and knowing this, knowing all of this, he's back because look, this is just what was out there on NOLA.com. 
that's probably just a percentage of how bad it actually is. Knowing all this, Mickey Loomis is still going to stare into the damn camera and say, we trust the people in our building. We think we got the right people here. We got the right people in place. We're so close. How do you see these things happen and choose to not make any substantial moves, brother? I don't get it. The definition of insanity in life is doing the same thing over and over and over again and expecting a different result. Why in the hell is Dennis Allen still employed by this organization? Why? Million-dollar question. Why? You see other teams, their their coaches or their, their teams win more than what the Saints maybe or don't have, and they get rid of them. And it leads to a bigger issue. Okay, let's assume, look, we're not there every day. Let's assume for a second that Dennis Allen actually is a really good coach and that all of these issues really are not his fault. Then why are we not removing the troublemakers from the locker room and giving them a fair shake? You're late for the bus? This is not fourth grade? You're late for the team bus? You're staying at a five-star hotel probably getting breakfast in bed and all the amenities and you're sleeping in the finest establishment that city has. The game starts at 12. You're probably leaving at, what, 9, 30, 10 o'clock, getting on the bus, going to the stadium. You can't make that on time? But yet you're not released? How would y'all like it if, all right, tomorrow the show starts at 11.30. I ain't coming to 11.55. I don't think that Truck and Andre would like that very much. And if I did that enough, I don't think that I would be on the air anymore. So yet, why do we see the same dudes on this roster year after year after year? They're not making any effort to make any of it better. They're not trying to get new personnel. They're not trying to get a new headman. We're going to have the same conversation this time next year. We're going to be sitting here saying, oh, the Saints didn't make the playoffs. Darn, it was a disappointing year. Bummer. And we're not going to be surprised because why would anything be different if you don't change anything that's causing you issues right now? Yeah. And look, I can't add any more to that, but they changed the play at the end. How many other plays they changed this year? <laughs> the coach tell you, be here on this time. They show up the time anytime they want. He has to go. They and, they and, have to get somebody that they, that the players respect yep. because they don't respect and this. their willingness not to just to overlook all these things and it's a, it's a major problem major yeah it, it, it's ridiculous it, and the fans should deserve the fans do deserve better than that and they should demand better um, with their pocketbooks stop going until they give you what you want. Let's wrap up today's show. Tomorrow we've got a fun one. We're gonna get Chandler. We're gonna get. Uh, we're gonna try to get Damien, and uh, we'll get some weekend predictions and all that. And, good and stuff. let's talk some SEC football. Heard some really interesting things uh, this morning. Okay, schedule wise. Okay, yeah, we, yeah, we'll talk about that. Good tomorrow. stuff. Good deal. Uh, we'll wrap things up here. Have a wonderful rest of the day. Reminder: We've got a busy day here on Coastal Broadcasting. Coach and Brett will be doing South Lafouche and Terrebonne. Girls, six o'clock start time. I believe I'm have to look that up. Yeah, around six ish uh, start time there, and then Truck and Dominic will be going to Golden Meadow and Raceland. If you're listening in the Thibodeau area, um, 
We've also got Nichols women's basketball taking on UNO at Stouffer. So I'll be having that one on ESPN+. Plus. Y'all have a wonderful rest of the day. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Love you guys. God bless you. You've been listening to Play by Play on KLEB. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274 DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow.